Hey, Matt and Rod. This is Jennifer Boylan, captain of the Stockton Stingrays Beat Baseball Team. Our game with you is less than two months away. Hope you're practicing up. June 4th, baby, 10 o'clock at Atherton Park. couple words of advice. You're going down. From 8th Street to 8 Mile Road, from I-5 to Highway 99, Podcast Stockton. Stockton. I love this town. Most miserable city? I don't think so. The show all about the great life in Stockton, California. This is Podcast Stockton. Welcome to Podcast Stockton, episode 64, Monday, April the 25th, 2011. I'm Rod Via Gomez. And I'm Matt Beckwith. Welcome back to all of our returning listeners. If this is your first time listening to Podcast Stockton, thanks for checking out the show. We'd love to hear your feedback. Of course, you can leave us a message at 209-565-3229 or send your comments to mail at podcaststockton.com. Coming up on today's show, we talk about walking in her shoes with Lisa Jordan from the Women's Center. The University of Pacific has a strawberry breakfast going on. We look ahead to the Steelhead Festival and we review Prowlin' Pacific. Well, Rod, it's hard to believe that it's been a year since the last time we walked a mile in her shoes. But this Saturday, April 30th at Banner Island Ballpark, is the fourth annual Walk a Mile in Her Shoes. Yep, Matt's still got some pretty sore feet from the whole event. Mm-hmm. Yep, you were complaining. All right, well, you had a chance to sit down and talk with Lisa Jordan from the Women's Center. And uh, let's hear what she had to say about the event. I'm joined today by Lisa Jordan from the Women's Center of San Joaquin County. Lisa, thanks for joining us on Podcast Stockton. Well, thank you for having me. So you have the fourth annual Walk a Mile in Her Shoes event coming up um, this Saturday, Saturday, April 30th at Banner Island Ballpark. What can you tell us about that? Well, it's going to be an exciting event. Um, Like you said, this is our fourth annual. Uh, We are calling all courageous men um, who want to walk a mile in her shoes. Um, It's very symbolic. Um, If you've ever heard the Cherokee native poem, walk a mile in my moccasins and you'll know my journey. Um, That's basically what we want to give men an opportunity to do. We want to give them an opportunity to be involved um, and bring awareness to sexual assault and sexual violence in our community and how we can prevent that. So your flyer says that every 90 seconds a woman is raped in America and uh, that's a a staggering statistic and this event is... um, intended to highlight or at least bring awareness to, to, um, to that stat and to get men to actually walk a mile in her shoes. And by her shoes, we really mean high heels, right? That's right. Um, they can come either with shoes or without shoes. Um, and the registration details are also online about that. If they come uh, without shoes... Um, if you need a pair of shoes, it'll be $35 uh, registration fee. Um, if they want to bring their own pair of women's shoes, it'll be $25. Um, for high school or college students, it's $10. And children in middle school or younger are free. And so I did this event last year. Rod and I both did it. And uh, there was there's women's shoes in every possible size. Um, if you get there early enough and you can find... Um, you can find wedges, but I would encourage all men to go for the spiky, pointy-toed, 
three, four inch stilettos. Um, definitely <laughs> go out there. It's a, it, I would say it's a, um, it's a fun event at the same time um, as it is a serious event, but it's, it's great to see men in the community walking around, and it's uh, walking around the perimeter of Banner Island, right? That's right. They're going to walk around the perimeter. Um, I don't think we've decided how many times we're going to make them walk yet, but the higher the heels, the better, like the more entertaining it is for wives and partners and, and families and friends to watch because it, it can be very entertaining and very fun. Um, but at the same time, like you said, bringing awareness um, to sexual violence during this uh, Sexual Assault Awareness Month in April. Um, this is one of many events that we hold throughout uh, throughout the month. Okay, so um, the Women's Center of San Joaquin County has been um, in the area for a while. Can you tell me a little bit about its history and what your mission is? Okay, so Women's Center there is just about as old as I am. Um, in 1976, a group of eight women uh, got together in Lodi, California, in a church basement, believe it or not, and started having meetings uh, because they wanted to provide services for women who were victims of domestic violence and sexual assault. Um, at the time, there was no local agency to provide those services. Um, and the Women's Center grew, um, became very successful. Um, a couple of years later, the first man walked in and the founders did not want to turn him away. And now we offer free and confidential services um, to men, women, and children who are victims of these types of crimes. Uh, our primary mission is to provide a wide range of supportive educational and crisis intervention services to victims, uh, like I said, of domestic violence and sexual assault. We want them to uh, regain control of their lives. We want to empower them to become survivors. I remember last year was my first time walking a mile in uh, heels, that's for sure. And uh, I'm pretty sure it's safe to say that that was your first time walking in heels, Matt? Ron, that was actually the first time I had ever wore heels. Okay. Well, actually, no. I think one year for Halloween, but that was certainly uh, the first time I'd ever tried walking in them. Yeah, and believe me, again, it was, it was one of those experiences that, uh, as a man, you are never too manly to put on heels for a good event like this. And that's one of those things where you, you do get a very uh, real uh, feeling for what girls go through putting on those heels because it was not comfortable. Yeah, and, you know, like like Lisa mentioned, I mean, it's, you know, walk a mile in my in my moccasins or walk a mile in my shoes and you'll, and you'll, you'll at least have a, a little glimpse of my life. But uh, it is it was a great event last year, um, the, the energy there. And I know the um, first couple of years they had it at the mall, I didn't go to either of those, so I, I can't say that this one seems better at the ballpark, but it just seems like a great venue to be outdoors, to have all the crowds there, and uh, to see, you know, it was cool that, you know, my kids, you know, were there, so they got to laugh at me. Um, but, you know, the other thing, Rod, is last year you and I were fully committed, fully committed. Absolutely. We didn't, we didn't go in, in, you know, flats or, you know, easy wedges. Yeah. Um, I remember my shoe was like a three inch, you know, spiky heel and stiletto, I think is what stiletto. they call it. Yeah. There you go. And very pointy toes. Yeah. We have pictures still up on, uh, on podcastdoctor.com of all the great stuff that we did too. And yeah, mine, I remember I wanted to go with the boots. I wanted to go with the boots with the heel. And the big red ones? No, no, the black ones. Well, were they red? 
I don't remember. I think I wanted to go with the black the black boots, but um, they did not zip up around my calves. Oh yeah. So I've got man calves, and so I couldn't <laughs> uh, I couldn't wear those. Uh, so I ended up having to go in just those black heels. But again, you know, it, really what put it in perspective was just everybody that was there, all the the staff, um, and remembering why it was that we were actually taking those laps and why we were putting on those heels. And I think for me. That was uh, probably one of the most fulfilling type of uh, situations that I've been in because, again, you know, it's it's not just an event to say, ha ha, look at I can put on heels, but it's an event to raise awareness and it's an event uh, that men don't normally do. You know, you, you told a, a few guys here and there, hey, I walked in heels yesterday and they look at you crazy, but when you tell them what it's for... Um, you know, you got to be a real man to be able to stand up and, and do something like that. Yeah, and, and I would agree. I mean, it's a, as much of a as a fun of of a fun event as it is. It certainly is. Um, you know, it's there is a, a little bit of a somber tone that at least you we acknowledge why why we're doing this. But uh, it, it's certainly, you know, it's a hoot to watch a bunch of guys, especially you know people you know leaders in the community and just you know regular people that you don't you know you don't normally well you don't see any of them in high heels, but just you know, regular people, all the way up to, you know, city council members, local uh, business leaders that are trying to uh, schlep around in these shoes. And I'll tell you, the thing I remember last year that I really would have got on video is um, there was a, a one-time guest on the show whose name I will not mention actually had a heel blowout. Um, oh, I remember that. As he was walking and his, his heel gave out. Um, I think he was not walking right, or so that's what somebody told me, but I guess it could have just as easily happened to you or I. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, we didn't have a whole lot of experience. I'd say collectively we had zero days uh, experience walking in heels, but uh, yeah, anyways. So it was a great event, and I, I personally, and I know Matt can, uh, can second this, but I personally encourage you very much, if you have not done this yet, um, again, don't think that you're too manly to go out and do it, because again... Uh, I think doing this event shows what kind of a man you really are. And I know that the ladies at the Women's Center and ladies around the city who have heard that you've done it um, will appreciate the sentiment in it. Because, again, you know, the only people that are going to call you out and, and say that you're less of a man is the people that are too chicken to do it themselves. Yeah, good point. So I will be there again uh, this year. I have some uh, friends joining me as well. But, uh, Rod, if I... Remember, right, you have another engagement, so you will not be able to walk yeah, a mile. We, we, this today, or uh, Saturday, actually, Podcast Stockton is going to split its forces and uh, and venture out into the city. So, yeah, I will be I will be at my other commitment, uh, spreading the joy of broadcasting to young kids. Um, but, yeah, Matt will be the representative from Podcast Stockton walking a mile. I really wish I could do it. I'm honestly conflicted. I, I You know, it's, it's weekends like this in Stockton that make uh, – Matt and I glad to live in Stockton because there's so much going on. But at the same time, it's a little bit sad that one of us has to miss such a great event like this. So I will be with you in spirit and my feet. Uh, maybe I'll wear maybe I'll wear heels there. You know, oh, there you go. Wear wear heels um, in in absentia. There in you fact, go. you know what? I I promise that I will put on some sort of heels, uh, if only for a, a, an hour or two while I'm at the thing, and we'll take pictures and we'll put them on the website. Oh, that way, I'm go. I'm representing as well. There you go. So you and Lisa weren't done talking. You guys actually went on to talk about some services and, and a couple of other things um, that were, were high on the list. So let's actually hear the rest of the interview. Okay, Lisa. Well, the Women's Center of San Joaquin County was featured recently on a segment on 60 Minutes. Um, what, what does that mean for your organization? Um, 
As staff and volunteers of the Women's Center, our first priority is advocating for victims' rights. It was our intention to participate in the 60 Minutes segment to advocate for sexual assault victims and to provide that voice that often goes unheard. So this this is not a problem in Stockton alone, right? No, this is not a Stockton problem. This is not a local problem. Rape and sexual assault on college campuses happens across the nation. So at least the, then being on 60 Minutes at least brings some awareness um, even even if just in our own community, it brings some awareness to this issue, I guess. Oh, absolutely. It brings awareness to this issue. Our hope is that this piece uh, will bring uh, heightened um, awareness to the problem of sexual assault, specifically on college campuses across the country, um, and initiate effective change, um, change in procedure, change in policy, so that the rape victims are encouraged to report these crimes and that they're better supported during um, the traumatic experience. So what types of services do you offer at the Women's Center? Well, all of our services are free and confidential. Um, We offer counseling and advocacy services, uh, both one-on-one counseling and group counseling, um, support groups for survivors of sexual assault, um, as well as survivors of domestic violence. Uh, We also offer advocacy and accompaniment. We have 24-hour hospital response um, to both sexual assault and domestic violence victims, um, personal accompaniment to law enforcement agencies, hospitals, and social service providers. Uh, We also have a temporary restraining order, assistance clinic, um, legal and justice system information. Uh, We have two shelters, um, one here in Stockton and one in Tracy, uh, we offer many different resource and referral programs through through our shelters, um, which include life skills training, um, parenting programs, children's programs, um, and also voluntary parenting classes. We have, uh, which is what I do mainly, the prevention and education services, um, which is our community outreach. Um, so we go into schools um, preschool, all the way through college-age students. Uh, We have age-appropriate presentations on basically personal safety. Uh, We can also speak to adults in different agencies um, and parents about um, how to protect their children from child sexual abuse. So if somebody wants to get in contact with the Women's Center, uh, what's the best way to do that? Okay, well, we have two 24-hour crisis lines or help lines um, that are always available. Uh, one is for domestic violence, that's 209 area code 465-4878. Uh, the other is for sexual assault, it's 209-465-4997. Um, even if someone just has a question about something, they can always call that helpline. Our main business phone number is 941-2611, again 209. Um, we also have satellite offices in Lodi and Tracy. And you can get all of this information and more at www.womenscentersjc.org. Okay, so uh, before we wrap up here, give me the details again for the uh, Walk a Mile in Her Shoes event. Okay, so we're at a great venue. We're at Banner Island Ballpark. 
Uh, we really appreciate the Stockton Ports. Uh, we want to give a big shout out. Thank you to them for their support in um, helping us put on this event. Um, Amanda King from KWIN will be our MC again this year. Um, we'll have Splash and Thor out there, which are the mascots for Ports um, and Stockton Thunder. And of course, they'll be in heels. Um, the music is really fun, upbeat to walk to. Um, and we have shoes all the way up to size 15. So guys, no excuses on that. Um, we can definitely fit your shoe size. We are doing, however, a drive online for shoe size 11, women's size 11, if, any, if anyone has um, that size pumps to drop off to our main office. That would be great. Um, you can also download a sponsorship packet if you would like to sponsor the event. And the registration packets are also available online. And you can also donate under a specific walker's name. Okay. So that's once again, that's the fourth annual Walk a Mile in Her Shoes. That's um, Saturday, April 30th. Registration is at 8 a.m. The walk starts at 9 a.m. And um, um, this year you'll get a free T-shirt and a voucher for a free ticket to a uh, Stockton Ports game. So even more reason to come out there and support this great cause. Um, again, um, all the information is at womenscentersjc.org. Lisa, thanks for joining us on Podcast Stockton. Thank you so much. It was great. I don't know about you, Matt, but I love me some strawberries. I'm a big fan. Oh, yeah. And uh, certainly this time of year, um, strawberries are a plenty. And this weekend, um, once, you're, once you've walked a mile on Saturday, then uh, on Sunday, May 1st, from 830 to 1230, um, go out to the 80th annual strawberry breakfast. And I did not misread that. 80th annual strawberry breakfast. That means it's 80 years old. That is insane. That's a long, long time to have strawberry breakfasts in the morning. Yeah, so this is the uh, uh, also known as the um, Mother's Day strawberry breakfast, but uh, apparently there were some scheduling conflicts with things going on at the university, so um, they have to do it one week before Mother's Day, but uh, it still looks like a great time. I had not, uh, I've not been to this event before, but um, tickets are tickets are ten dollars for adults and students and children are eight dollars, and you are treated to a um, breakfast sounds like chock full of uh, of strawberry goodness. So um, certainly something that I could get behind, and it's brought uh, brought to us by the uh, Center for Community Involvement at uh, at Pacific. But um, yeah, definitely. Definitely looks uh, very appetizing. Yeah, um, just looking at the menu makes me kind of, you know, it's, it says they got freshly baked scones, eggs, homemade jam. I'm assuming it's strawberry uh, juice, maybe strawberry juice, uh, coffee, strawberry coffee. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but no, really, that's even still that is, uh, you know, that looks like a great, a great menu. Yeah. And locally grown, too, which is um, going on, you know, to, from our our. Earth Day themes before that, you know, when we eat locally grown produce, especially we don't have to worry about, um, you know, the, the environmental impacts of driving a truck, you know, or, you know, or putting on a boat from another country. So locally grown, um, in season strawberries, but Local's yeah, is what we're all about, right? Yeah. There you yep, go. Yep. Stay Keep local. it here. Keep it here. But, uh, certainly sounds, um, very appetizing. And the, probably the fact that it's before mother's day is even better because I'm not sure that I could actually 
you know, convince the convince the family to go out on Mother's Day. But um, so this one now, I, I have no excuse. I know that uh, they are selling tickets at the door, um, but uh, they are encouraging you to buy tickets in advance, and you can contact the um, Community for Center Involvement by calling them at 209-946-2444. And we'll put a link in the show notes, of course, to where you can get uh, all that same info. But uh, Rod, are you going to bring the family out and Absolutely. chow them down on, uh, on strawberry stuff? I got a game that day. It's an early start, but uh, I definitely, since it starts at 830, uh, I can definitely make it out there. We'll, we'll you know, we'll pile them all into the car probably about 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, and go have ourselves some strawberry. It'll be a brunch, but yeah, it'll be nice. There you go. Strawberry brunch. Strawberry brunch. All right, once again, that's the 80th annual Strawberry Breakfast on uh, May 1st on Sunday from 8.30 in the morning till 12.30 in the afternoon, and that's at uh, the Regent's Dining Room at um, University of the Pacific here in Stockton. Time for a sports update with Lowell Tuckerman. With Lowell Tuckerman. With Lowell Tuckerman. Hello, everybody. It is good to be back. This week, I am in the Williams Story Studios on the San Joaquin Delta College campus. As of early Monday, April 25th, the Stockton Ports are tied with Bakersfield for first place in the Cal North League with an 11-6 record, 4-3 at home, and 7-3 on the road. So far, the Ports have come out of the gate strong, especially from the pitching standpoint. Ryan Doolittle and Daniel Straley are both the top two pitchers in the California League, both north and south. Ryan Doolittle so far has pitched 15 innings with 0.60 ERA, and Daniel Straley 20 innings pitched with a 0.90 ERA. So keep up the good pitching, Ryan and Daniel, and lead the ports onto a good season. Starting on Monday, April 25th, the Ports will begin a seven-game homestand that will end on May 1st. The first four games against Lake Elsinore and the last three against Bakersfield. So head on out to Banner Island Ballpark to watch some Stockton Ports baseball. He did it! He did it! Dallas Braden has thrown a perfect game! Maybe I can give Kate Hudson a call. Dallas Braden update! Unfortunately, this is not the start Dallas Braden wanted to his 2011 season. He was placed on the 15-day disabled list retroactive to April 17th with a sore left pitching elbow. If all goes well with his recovery, expect to see Dallas back in the A's rotation by the middle of May. That is your sports update right here on Podcast Stockton. I'm Lowell Tuckerman here in the Williams Story Studios on the San Joaquin Delta College campus. I'll talk to you next week. Now, let's send it back to Matt and Rod. So, uh, another busy, busy weekend coming up, right, Rod? Uh, well, you know, the weather's getting nice and the hits just keep on coming. That's Yeah, so uh, after you've made your way out to the 80th annual strawberry breakfast then head out to the first annual i love i love when things are called first annual but i have a feeling that this one will be will be a hit but the first annual steelhead festival this sunday again may 1st from 11 a.m to 4 p.m um right off the miracle mile at uh, right at tuxedo which is right next to la palma restaurant there you go good but, geography uh, Good knowledge. Yeah, there's a, uh, a great event um, going on. I had a, a chance earlier, did not record it, but I had a chance to talk to um, 
one of the organizers, uh, Jeremy Tarun, and um, a lot of great stuff for this for this first time event. And you know, there's some similar themes to some of the stuff that we we talked about with um, with Earth Day, but this one um, there's uh, you know there's there's live entertainment. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing the after naps. Um, I just wish I could take a nap before because that's basically what it is. They they have such great energetic music, and uh, you know after napping, it's great to wake up to yeah. some of their energetic music. Yeah, and then um, he also mentioned that uh, Mom's Chili Boys will be playing there as well. I've not heard of them, but he says they're definitely um, definitely worth sticking around for. But uh, it's it's just you know it's, the event is designed to be you know family fun um, and uh, and educational. You know, e- educational without being too educational, I guess. You know. To, to um, help people have an arena to start talking about um, our local rivers and uh, and and waterways. So, um, so let's like- let's make one thing clear before we go on though. Steelhead, the fish. If you didn't know out there, steelheads are yeah. fish. Because yeah. again, I had to get schooled a little bit too because I had to remember that steelheads were actually fish. And uh, you know, I know there's a lot of people like me out there who you know sometimes stick their head in the sand. So yeah, steelheads. Are fish? Yeah, it's a it's a trout, a trout, steelhead trout. And I um when I first heard about this, I when somebody mentioned, hey, do you know about the steelhead festival? This was a few weeks ago, and I just gave them this blank look and said, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And they said steelhead is a type of trout. I'm like, okay, I did remember that, but it I needed them to nudge me along, otherwise I probably would not have remembered it. Um, but there's a uh, lots of lots of great stuff. Um, they have they have live music. They also um, will talk a lot about slow cooking and you know slow cooking um, you know how to how to cook better, um, both for you know your health but also you know local local stuff. And when I asked Jeremy to to describe slow food, he had I think Rod, I think he had the, the greatest explanation. He said think of fast food and just think of the opposite of that. Good barbecue would be slow food. Okay. I think because it's low and slow, right? That's how yeah. you. That's how you barbecue. Yeah, that's as long, how you do as, long it. as you don't get a, your 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 steak shipped from you know the other side of the world, then yeah, it's don't uh, do that. And that gives it too much. There's too much of an environmental impact. But there'll be a um, there'll be a gentleman out there, a local chef that'll be giving a slow cooking demo. Um, I have a couple of things going on as relations as it relates to slow cooking. Um, so that I'm, I'm interested in that because I, I don't know much about that. And uh, throughout the day, that like I said, there'll be tons of music and uh, live entertainment, uh, both for adults and for kids. Yeah, it looks like there's a great, uh, just just a whole lot of stuff to do. Again, you know, the, the thing about festivals and, and stuff in Stockton is that we find a way to pack pack a lot of great stuff into uh, into a couple of days. Now, you know, like Matt said, the afternaps are going to be there. And, uh, you know, it looks like they're going to have some cooking demonstrations, like Matt said. It's just It just looks... Like you're going to have one of those days where you get to walk around and, uh, and just enjoy uh, a lot of great vendors and a lot of great, uh, you know, displays. And, uh, most importantly, you just get to be outside on probably what's going to be a gorgeous day. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, the fact that it's, that it's right off the miracle mile, I mean, that, that just by default means that, you know, I want to hang out there. So I, I, I like the footprint that it's not, um, you know, that's right off of the mile and, you know, right on, uh, right on tuxedo. So it's not a huge footprint, which is nice because it doesn't sound like, um, you know, it'll be too, you know, you won't be too far away from, from, you know, from anything, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, uh, the organization that's helping put this on is the, the Friends of the Lower Calaveras River. And, um, they are, uh, they do some great work in the community. I, I, 
I was talking with Jeremy. I said, it seems like every event I go to, I always run into somebody from that organization. But just, you know, again, trying to get people and get government and big business to understand the impacts that we all have on our local waterways. Um, so this event sounds like a great way to help, you know, people start talking about that. And as we've said before with other events, you know, it's you get an opportunity to, to give it to the kids and have the kids start to think about this kind of stuff as well. Yep. Just um, remember the children are our future, man. That's right. Teach them well and let them lead the way. <laughs> so cheeseball, but so true. I mean, really, you got you to gotta remember that the earlier we start people uh, thinking about these things, then uh, just the, the more, the better it's going to get the, and the more education they're going to have and the, the cleaner they're going to grow up and Stockton will stay beautiful for a long time. Yeah, very true. And uh, this event is free and open to the public, so uh, no reason right to price. not. Yeah, right price. We, we, uh, that's our favorite price here at Podcast. Absolutely. Um, so, so don't forget to go out to um, Tuxedo right off of the mile on um, Sunday, May the first, from eleven to four. And that's that's just the, really the the first of their events. The second one, they have um, a State of Our Rivers Symposium on Monday the second, so the day after the Steelhead Festival, and that one is really. Um, although it's open and free to the public, they're really, you know, hoping that they get um, city and county representatives and um, uh, local folks in the or folks from the local government um, to, to to attend. And, and you know, it's just it's a symposium to talk about again the the state of our of our local waterways. And you know, they'll have an opportunity for audience members to fill out report cards on various issues like access to water and, and things like that. Um, for our, our four um, local rivers, and uh, Rod, do you um, can you can you name the four the four local rivers? How many of the f- of the four can you name? Um, I'm gonna have to get back to you on that one. Uh, I don't have my Google sitting in front of me, so I, I don't know. I can't tell you. I only knew of uh, I only knew of two of them, but there's the Calaveras River, the McCallumy River, Stanislaus River, and the San Joaquin River. All that uh, that that touch at some point or some location. At or near Stockton, so the the symposium is really again to get you know the the to have a dialogue started between government and non-government agencies um, and business and and um, folks like the Friends of the Lower Calaveras to to talk about the state of, of where we're at with um, you know making sure that we have clean waterways for not just for us and our kids but for generations to come. So we'll put links to uh, to all this stuff in the show notes at podcaststockton.com. But if you want to um, get an early start and just find out all you can about both the symposium and the Steelhead Festival um, and the great work that the Friends of the Lower Calaveras River do, go to riverofskulls.wordpress.com and uh, they have links to all that stuff as well. Benjamin Saffold, a guy with a very large head, and fortunately, a lot of hats to cover that head. And they're all about improving Stockton. And you are right now listening to Podcast Stockton. You know, a while back, they made cruising Pacific Avenue illegal, but uh, it seems that uh, they brought some of that back in prowling Pacific. Oh, I'm sorry. Prowlin. 
Pacific. I, I can't put the G in there. It's not. It's not politically correct. Um, so yeah, Prowlin' Pacific uh, happened a little while back, and Matt was able to go. Again, I was on the air, but Matt was able to go. And uh, Matt, how was that event? You you were on the air. That's always where you're. You're either on the air or you're at the ports game. Yeah, unfortunately, oh, you work. Yeah. I, I that's do. Right, that's uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, but uh, Prowl and Pacific used to be called uh, Prowl and the Mile. Yes. But uh, this is the first year that they held it actually on the grounds of the University of the Pacific, and it, it was awesome. It's a uh, another free event. Bring your kids. They have, you know, face painting, and they had the those big inflatable jumpy house kind of things, um, booths with local vendors, um, stuff like that, and it was all to um, uh, raise money for, and I forgot the name of the school, but to raise money for a school to send their students to science camp. Um, the um, Prowl and Pacific event is put on by the um, Pacific, I can't remember the name, but it's the Pacific um, Marketing Students. But uh, it was a great event. It was the first time I had ever been to it, and um, it, it just it, there was live music, great live music. And um, in fact, when I got there, as soon as I got there, my favorite band, Favorite local band was playing. Rod, do you remember who my favorite local band is? Um, it is Snap Jackson and the Knock On Wood Players. Oh, see, I pay attention. See, see, I do talk about them quite a bit. Then, yeah. So I got there just as uh, Snap Jackson started performing, which was um, always awesome to see them. They are a, um, uh, I guess, uh, the the broadest spectrum of music you could call them would be would be bluegrass. But you know, they did um, they did some non bluegrass music converted into bluegrass music, which was. Um, always pretty cool, but it's a simple, you know, simple um, foursome, you know, stand up, upright bass, um, guitar, mandolin, banjo, fiddle, that kind of stuff. But um, they're uh, high energy and uh, actually shot some videos. So there'll be a link in the show notes to um, a little clip of them playing at Prowl Pacific. But uh, they also had a skateboard competition. I, I was sucked into that. I mean, I've <laughs> Rod, are you a skateboarder? Have you ever been a skateboarder? You know what? I tried to be a skateboarder when I was in sixth grade, but I found out that me and skateboards have no business knowing one another. So I, I promptly nixed that. Yeah, me too. And but when I see like kids that can really like seriously do some major tricks, it just it just blows me away. So I got to watch, you know, they had the skating competition. Um, and I was probably over there for forty five minutes to an hour just watching these kids skate and jumping off these huge ramps and doing these tricks. I don't even know the names of them, but you know, where they, they jump up on a, uh, like a, or skate off of like a table. It's like a picnic table and they just slide on the edge of that. And that, that that's called a grind. A grind. That is a grind. See, that I, much. See, I know the terminology. I just, I can't do it personally. So yes, you were, you were witnessing what they call a grind. Oh, see, I got my skating uh, lesson for the day, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that, that was pretty cool. And, um, that was on, uh, that was on Saturday, Saturday afternoon. It was, it was a uh, great weather, a little bit cloudy. But um, still perfect weather there. There was a great car show out there. I was mad. I got there, and I was planning on taking pictures of the car show. But uh, I heard that Snap Jackson was just starting, so I ran over to the stage. And then by the time I you know, finished up the day and was leaving, all the cars were gone from the car show. It was already The event had already ended. <laughs> Oops. But uh, next year, definitely, if you've not attended the Prowl in Pacific, um, formerly known as Prowl in the Mile, um, we definitely encourage you to go check that out. Again, another free event for kids to go hang out, um, you know, with their friends or with their family and just, just have a good time. And, um, you know, parking was free too. So it's not, not too often you get to go to a free event and have free parking as well.
Thank you for listening to Podcast Stockton. I want to thank Lisa Jordan of the Women's Center of San Joaquin. If you want to learn more about the Women's Center and the Walk a Mile event, you can log on to their website at womencentersjc.org. And we always welcome your feedback. Again, you can always call us at 209-565-3229 and leave us a message or send your comments to mail at podcaststockton.com. You can find us on YouTube and on Facebook, username Podcast Stockton. Follow me on Twitter, username Podcast Stockton. And now also on Tumblr, username Podcast Stockton. And me at Twitter, RJ Gomez. For links to all the things we talked about on today's episode, go to the show notes at podcaststockton.com. And until next time, make it great, Stockton. So either the uh, end of the world is actually coming or um, it was just all around a tech fail day. Yeah, it was just total. I mean, I know you had troubles this morning with everything tech related. Yeah, my internet, my whole cable goes out. So no cable internet. And uh, yeah, you know, and now that my cell phone service runs on my internet connection when I'm at home, I I had nothing. I felt like a caveman. I was going to, you know, those are those moments when you don't like me, of course, you know, I don't have a smartphone. I've got a phone from 1976. It's, it's very, uh, old and it, all it does is call and text. So, you know, you guys with your fancy wizardry, I just, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm a caveman already, but in those moments when I don't even have internet access and like, I can't Google something, uh, I wonder what I did when I was a kid. That's what I'm, you know, yeah. And internet then, goes down. I'm, I'm lost. And then the internet came back up, but, and I'm, I'm glad you're here to witness it. Google went down. Yeah. Google is, must've been getting attacked or something. I don't know. We got to find out somebody, somebody let us know if Google got attacked. That's what I, I mean. They, it literally, we couldn't log into Google docs. Um, and then when I just went to google.com, nothing like literally for like 20 minutes. Yeah. I think, I think the world is going to come to an end. I think when Google goes down, that's it. People are going to start jumping off of the tallest building they can find. Yeah, I agree. But, uh, so it's, it's a, hopefully it's not a sign of, of things to come, but, uh, but we, but we beat our tech fails and, um, and we still got a show recorded. So here's another week of good tech vibes. Kudos to you.